The Gift of Spiritual Abundance Written by Jeff Carrera and read by the author The greatest discovery of any generation is that you can alter your life by altering your attitude. William James Introduction This is a short book, less than 5,000 words in fact, and I kept it short on purpose. Mark Twain once famously said, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I wrote a long one instead. Well, in this case, I decided it was worth taking the time to write a short book, and I've been working on it for nearly two years. Why all the effort? Because the principles I want to share are so unimaginably simple, and at the same time, so subtle and profound, that it is the easiest thing in the world to miss them completely by burying them under unnecessary detail and explanation. The challenge in communicating these principles is how simple, immediate, and easy they actually are. In this book, you will discover how to be happy and fulfilled, but the solution is so immediately available that you won't believe it. My fear in writing this book has been that no one will believe it. They will think, sure, maybe that worked for him, but it won't work for me. I'm afraid that you won't give these principles a chance by applying them for a long enough time in your own life to find out that they actually work. So I decided to write the shortest book I could using clear and simple language. Please don't look for deeper esoteric meaning behind these words. They mean exactly what they say. The challenge of this book is accepting that the principles in it are as simple and immediate as they are. Part 1. What is Spiritual Abundance? Chapter 1. The Inherent Fullness of Life Spiritual abundance is an inner attitude born out of the recognition that nothing is missing and that you already have everything you really need to be fulfilled. Cultivating spiritual abundance means building a habitual tendency to notice the bounty and goodness that is always already here. This inner tendency opens our eyes to the boundless blessing of being alive. It isn't a denial of all that is challenging, painful, and unjust. It is an acceptance of the fact that challenge, pain, and injustice can't be entirely avoided. And even more importantly, it is the recognition that, on the whole, in spite of life's unpleasant and even traumatic aspects, it is still a blessing to be alive in a beautiful world, riding the roller coaster of being human. We all experience spiritual abundance from time to time. For instance, when we see a perfect sunset over the ocean and stand transfixed by the sheer magnitude of the beauty of this earth, or when we hold a newborn baby in our arms and can hardly contain the joy that rushes through our heart, or when we meet an old friend for the first time in years and burst into tears, because everything we ever felt for them is still there. These wondrous moments leave us feeling happy and full, even if only temporarily, because they reflect back to us the true beauty, mystery, and magnitude of life. After an event like this, we find ourselves open, available, generous, and grateful. The aim of this book is to show you that this depth of gratitude and openness of heart can become your ongoing experience of being alive. I have devoted my life 
to the discovery and realization of spiritual awakening, and I've come to the conclusion that spiritual abundance is the natural expression of spiritual awakening. They are flip sides of the same coin, and cultivating one inevitably leads to the other. In this book, you will find out how. Chapter 2 Spiritual Abundance is More Than a Winning Attitude One thing that I want to be clear about from the start is that spiritual abundance is not the same thing as having a winning attitude. When I was a young boy, I would sometimes stay up late at night and turn on my black and white TV to watch the only thing that was on, infomercials. One of these featured a professional football quarterback and a self-help coach who is now famous. I was entranced every single time I saw it. They were boldly declaring that you could create exactly the life you wanted if you adopted a winning attitude. The two secrets of a winning attitude were single-pointed focus on achieving success and retraining your perception to see opportunities rather than obstacles. They explained how so many of us are burdened by a habit of always seeing the obstacles that block us from what we want. We no sooner begin on the path toward our dreams when we are confronted by all the obstacles that stand in our way. Too often, we simply stop there and never move any closer to the life we truly want. Even at a young age, I was hooked by the creative power that these two men were inviting me to embrace. To be honest, I still think this kind of winning attitude message is awesome and important for all of us to adopt. In fact, a few years ago, I had the chance to attend a day-long seminar with the same self-help coach that I watched in my youth. He was more amazing in person than I remembered. Even more impressive was the energy among the thousands of people who attended the event. Many people told me about how their lives had been transformed by adopting a winning attitude. A winning attitude is amazing, but what I am presenting as spiritual abundance is something different. Even with a winning attitude, we too often find ourselves driven to achieve more than what we have. A winning attitude can give us the energy to succeed, but it doesn't necessarily change the game we're in. The first thing you need to understand is that spiritual abundance does not originate from a sense of needing to create the life of your dreams. It starts from the recognition that the life you're living is already the life of your dreams, as long as you look at it with new eyes. The perspective that you will explore in this book isn't about winning. It's about recognizing that you've already won. Chapter 3. Giving Your Gift to the World To cultivate spiritual abundance, all you need to do is learn to recognize the abundance you already have and feel grateful for it. When you're happy and grateful for the things you already have, you feel abundance in your life. And the feeling of abundance attracts more abundance. By establishing a practice of abundance, you can generate a positive upward momentum that will carry you to ever-increasing levels of fulfillment. We are all conditioned by a powerful cultural habit of looking for what's wrong and what's missing. Cultivating spiritual abundance means retraining yourself to see what's here and what's working. As our orientation shifts from an assumption of lack to an assumption of abundance, we naturally begin to experience a sense of existential gratitude. Over time, 
you'll find that this new orientation allows us to be open, receptive, and generous in relationship to life because we are no longer preoccupied by what we don't have and we are increasingly aware of how much we do have. This attitude of abundance is contagious. As we become more generous, we find that life is more generous with us. Cultivating spiritual abundance naturally leads to expressions of generosity and open-heartedness. When you feel full and plentiful, you have no need for self-protection. You are naturally open, available, vulnerable, and generous of spirit. It is in our nature as humans to want to give. The nature of life is generous and full. And in our heart of hearts, we want to be an expression of that same abundant generosity. Life is about giving. And in many ways, we've been taught exactly the opposite. Too often, we're trained to think that life is about what we can get out of it. But the purpose of life is not to accumulate things for yourself. The reason we are here is to spend ourselves completely. And I don't mean exhaust yourself in the rat race until you can't get out of bed. I mean giving everything you have of value so that you can leave this life feeling completely satisfied, knowing that you held nothing back. The greatest realization is knowing that you took all of the love in your heart, all the joy, all the blessings you've been given and gave them back to the world. If you do that, then when it's time to leave this life behind, you'll go freely without regrets and with no reason to return. We're all different. We all have different gifts. And it is a thrill to discover what our unique gift to give actually is. Everybody's gift is different. Everybody's qualities are different. And everyone has their own unique contribution to make to the world. Yours might be completely different than someone else's, but that's irrelevant. What matters is that it's yours to give. And the ultimate satisfaction in life is found by giving it. Chapter 4. Trust in Life To live a life of spiritual abundance you need a profound degree of trust in life. Most of us don't start out with this depth of trust in life. Life's inevitable challenges and traumas leave us mistrustful and defended. The unconscious habit of mistrust hides the bounty of life behind a protective wall of fear, worry, and self-concern. We are left feeling compelled to remain on guard against harm. If we want to live a life of spiritual abundance, we have to find a way to recover our ability to trust. In my spiritual work, I use the practice of meditation as a tool for recovering existential trust. The instructions for meditation that I give are simply to sit still with your eyes closed and not make a problem out of anything that arises. I call it the art of conscious contentment. And don't let the simplicity of it fool you. Following these instructions for meditation is an invitation to a profound journey of awakening. When we sit with the intention not to make a problem out of anything that arises, we quickly discover how subtle and challenging it is to not have a problem. Our habits of finding fault and of constantly manipulating our experience to get something out of it are so pervasive that they seem impossible to avoid. But if you stick with it, you will begin to relax all of your reactive habits of self-defensive control. You will gradually learn to sit and just be with whatever arises, you will find it more and more delightful to settle into this profound state of restful surrender. If you keep at it, you will make a life-altering discovery. You will discover that nothing is actually wrong with life.
Yes, of course, there are aspects of life that are painful, but they are not wrong. They are the natural and inevitable consequence of circumstance. In spite of the fact that there are many aspects of life that we want to be different, there is nothing inherently wrong with any of it. When you see this deeply for yourself, something profound shifts inside you. You recognize how much of your energy has been consumed by the fight against all the things you have perceived as wrong. And now that you don't have to fight that fight anymore, you suddenly have so much more energy and attention for living. There may be a part of you that has a hard time with the idea that there's nothing wrong with life. It's important to realize that we are not talking about a blind and naive acceptance of the way things are. This is not about being resigned to pain and suffering, and it's not about pretending there's nothing wrong. It's about seeing that there is something very positive going on that is bigger than any particular circumstance that might be painful or unjust. We see that life as a whole is a good thing, even though bad things happen. There is a direct relationship between spiritual abundance and spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening can be defined as the discovery of the inherent goodness of life, and a life of spiritual abundance is the natural outcome of this discovery. Chapter 5 Abundance is a new operating system. Some people, when hearing all this, will start to feel that if they let go and trust this much, they will lose their drive. They believe that the sense that something is wrong is the source of energy that spurs them to act. They fear that if they realize that there is nothing wrong, they might not be motivated to do anything at all. It makes sense to wonder about this, because we've all been conditioned to respond to lack and we've become unconsciously convinced that lack is the only operating system in the universe. What motivates us, we assume, are all the things that we want and need. We see dissatisfaction as an energy source, and we believe that if we're satisfied, we won't feel any urgency to do anything. We need to have problems to keep us going. We have been enculturated into an operating system driven by lack and scarcity. Lack is a powerful driver but it only takes you so far. And there is a more powerful operating system that can move us. It's an operating system that runs on possibility. That operating system is not driven by what's missing or what's broken. It's driven by what's possible. If you step into the operating system of possibility, your heart begins to swell because you see more and more of what's possible for you and for everyone else. Living from the operating system of abundance will make a huge difference in your life. Let's think about it for just a minute. Imagine two people. The first person has a personality that leaves them constantly seeing everything that's wrong. They immediately become aware of what's wrong in every situation, and they are generally frustrated with life because they don't feel like they're ever going to have what they need. Can you imagine such a person? It's probably us on some days. The second person has a different personality. They're the kind of person who tends to see what's working and what's available to them in every situation. They don't tend to see what's missing. They tend to see what's possible. Can you imagine that person? It's probably us on our better days. Now imagine that both of these people live for the next 10 years, one tending to see what's wrong, the other tending to see what's possible. Of course, this is an oversimplification, but just to make the point, after 10 years, whose life do you think you'd prefer to be living? Most people I've come across say the second person, and that's because we already know from our own experience 
that an attitude of spiritual abundance inevitably leads to a better life.